Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Anonymous Podcast Guiding Principles Study. Uh, tonight we're going to have episode 97, where we'll be starting on page 206. That's tradition 11, the for the group section. Uh, before we get started tonight, we're going to do some introductions. Des, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm an addict named Des. I could not find my mute button. My gosh. Glad to be here. Um, happy to be with everybody tonight. My, uh, let's see, what do I say? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my clean date is July 24th of 1995. I live in Wisconsin. I attend meetings in the Wisconsin area and virtually around the world. And my home group is We Choose to Live, Wednesdays at noon, fully virtual group. Thanks. Awesome, good to see you, Des. How you doing, Phil? My name's uh, Phil, Phil M. My clean date is, is 4-19-95. And uh, my home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Thanks, Phil. How you doing, Donna? Hey, everybody. It's Donna P. out here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is 11-22-1985. My home group is Solutions for Living, 6 p.m. Sunday night. Come see us sometime. Awesome. Great to see you, Donna. How you doing, Duran? Hey, family, Deron Attic. My clean date is March 13, 2020. Um, my home group is the Clean and Free Group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at Trinity Presbyterian Church in Ascapula, Ohio. Um, I attend meetings in the Buckeye region in Ohio. Awesome. Thank you, Deron. How you doing, Miss Diane? Hi, Will. My name is Diane, and I'm an addict. My clean date is April the 2nd of 1993. Uh, I live in Arkansas. I attend meetings in the Arkansas region and the Arkansas River Valley area of Narcotics Anonymous within the region. My home group is the New Start group in Dardanelle, Arkansas. Come see us. We meet Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 630. That's it. Awesome. Good to see you, Diane. My name is Will. I'm an addict. My uh, clean date is February 27th of 2013. My home group is the Sunday Serenity Group in Ashtabula, Ohio. We meet at 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings, um, and I attend uh, meetings in the Buckeye region in Ohio. Uh, so tonight, we are going to be getting started on page 206 for groups. Ms. Donna is going to get us kicked off tonight in the first two paragraphs after she reads the tradition for us. Ms. Donna? Oh, thanks for the reminder about the tradition. <clears throat> Tradition 11 says our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We did always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 
for the groups, page 206. Groups are the face of NA as much as they are its heart. For the most part, groups are not engaged in the kind of public relations work that service bodies undertake. But interacting with an NA group is often the first or only experience members of the public have with NA. Our group's relationships with the facility in which we meet, the neighbors around the meetings, and the businesses we frequent all reflect on NA as a whole. Anytime we interact with the world beyond our meeting, we are PR. Simple things, being clear on our group's conscience, knowing how to contact the facility and having designated group members who interact with them, being consistent and on time with our payment, leaving the space better than we found it, build relationships that last. When we are responsible and consistent, we build trust. The trust we build in the community makes people more comfortable with NA, makes it easier for us to be find meeting spaces, and helps us to gain access to addicts and hospitals and institutions. Our practice of goodwill helps the fellowship to grow. That Those are fabulous uh, paragraphs about um, our relationship to the community. And, um, and although it says that uh, groups are often not involved with the public relations kind of work, they actually, and there's a lot of places where they are, Right. They are the public relations. They are the H&I. They are the activities. You know, the groups have to take on those responsibilities in smaller areas. So it's important all around. And one of the things I was thinking about is like, um, you know, a lot of times in our readings out here, we tell people don't gun your engines, don't rev your motorcycles, don't park in people's driveways, you know, just like trying to remind people that we are in a in a neighborhood we're part of a community and that na the um uh, how people view na is more important than showing off our fancy motorcycles and um and making and somehow making that personal one of the things i was thinking as we were reading this is that this takes a group to um make this happen it can't happen individuals can't make it happen you know, end up if you have individuals that are doing all the work, people end up resenting them, and they and they resent the the work that they're having to do. It really takes a committed group to make sure that these standards are being upheld. That we're telling people why, we're letting them know it's important. You know that kind of stuff. Um, what else was I thinking? Um, and the and the the danger of not doing those things is that NA will not be welcomed back, and not just my meeting that I'm depending on, but future meetings that might want to meet there at some point. You know, we've had people say no to us that haven't had an NA meeting in their facility in 20 years. You know, that kind of stuff is a, leaves a lasting mark, you know, when we're not respectful or or someone runs off with the seventh tradition and doesn't pay the rent and, you know, those kinds of stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's enough for now. Thanks. Oh, lots of people want to talk about it. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. I got uh, Phil and then Des following Phil. Wow. Uh, uh, that was good. Yeah. And there was a whole lot of good things uh, in there that I could like really uh, relate to. And I just like how um, uh, different things were, were worded and, and perfectly good sense. And uh, just things that I just don't really think of, but has a whole lot of merit and meaning. And just, just like how she started off. 
groups are the face of NA as much as they they are its heart. And um, you know, it's it's back to that um uh tradition of um uh uh public uh relations and uh the personal an anonymity and um and I and how I guess we are uh, seen in public, but I'm just thinking how I'm seen in public, but I guess it's how our groups are seen in public too, and the things that 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 I guess we do. Maybe uh, on the way into the meetings, the gatherings of uh, folks smoking cigarettes outside the meetings. I guess it's how the people um uh, see us and how we act and the things that um we're doing. And I never thought that that would uh reflect so much, but uh uh in this tradition, uh, it makes perfectly good sense. And um uh PR, I guess everybody can be can be PR now. Uh, and like it says, anytime we interact with the world beyond our meetings, we are PR, public relations. And uh, I just think it's 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 so cool. Um, I know um, uh, we do have a reputation uh, to keep, and uh, NA um, uh, itself uh, has a reputation to keep. And uh, uh, I don't know, this... Uh, uh, things that she read uh, just speak so much uh, uh, volume, you know, in, in the community and, and even how it ended. Our practice of goodwill uh, helps our fellowship grow. You know, good goodwill is a bad boy. You know, that uh, spiritual principle of that, you know, uh, um, that's just volume uh, in itself. You know, goodwill. Wow, you know, and that's um, to grow and that's growing in a uh, all love and affection and um, uh, spirituality and uh, and uh, a whole bunch of us. And I just thought it was just so cool what what uh, what she read. That's all I got. Thank you so much, Phil. I got Des and then Duran following Des. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody. This is this is like a knock it out of the park. First two paragraphs, man. It's great. Um, it makes me think a, a long time ago, I moved into a new community in Wisconsin and there was, um, there was no NA meetings in that particular County. And when I talked to somebody, they said, oh, there's no drug addicts in this County. It was so funny. And, uh, and I was like, oh, well, I think I still want to start an NA meeting here. And we did. And the place that we met at was a, a church and the church was very kind and very nice and we paid our rent on time I remember and years later um the the church shut down you know the church ran out of money or whatever but I remember um they never charged us a lot of rent they were just really nice and let us use the space but um as they were shutting their doors and the the pastor was like I really hope you find a new place to go and by then we were able to find a new place to go it was nice but um and then he shared that the reason he was so excited to have an NA group in his church was he had a, a brother who was a drug addict and he wanted to help other drug addicts. And um, we never knew that. We, he never told us that. We never knew that. And he was like, and he had asked for different literature over the years that he was sharing with people and had shared it with his brother. So I don't know if his brother ever got clean, but I, I know that that always impacted me. Like it made me realize that not only are the members looking at what Narcotics Anonymous is, the community sees it too. The community understands and is well aware 
of the work that we do. And I think that's really um, pretty cool and, and fit in pretty well with this reading. So thanks, that's all I have. Thanks, Des. What you got, Duran? So I was thinking about, um, this made me think about like where my um, home group's at, man. And like <laughs> how we're like real particular about like having cigarette butts outside, cleaning up the cigarette butts, making sure that the air, like even the outside area is like super clean. And I never thought that like, you know, that was us like interacting with the community or interacting with the people at the church or them even paying attention to that. It was just us thinking that we wanted to put on the best face we could for Narcotics Anonymous make ourselves, you know, stand out, I guess. Just be caring. Show that we care about where we're at and what our surroundings are. Um, I really like when we're responsible and consistent, we build trust. Like, and that's what we've done with the church that we're at. Like they it's been there for a couple of years now since after COVID. And um we have a really good relationship with the um with with the church folks, man. And and you know, they talk to they come and talk to us, you know, they they don't bother us, they don't interrupt our meetings. They and, and we just have a good conversation and good rapport with them. And it feels really good to be in that space, you know. And um when we moved there, they didn't even want us to um pay rent they were like you know um you know whatever you want to give is a donation and we was like with, with our seventh tradition we have to be self-supporting through our own contributions so we're going to give you something and um it, it's just been a really nice um thing to be a part of that community and see that working out so well and see how receptive they are to us they even if things are going on um they have my personal phone number they'll reach out to me and let me know what's going on you know i've done stuff for the church and they've done stuff to they've donated stuff for us so it's been a really good um collaboration a really good friendship going on between the home group and and the, and the church with that i've had awesome stuff thanks Duran. if nobody else has anything well i'm going to give you Duran with the next two paragraphs if it will come on. All right, when we are approached with questions, it's good to be prepared. If we are clear as a group and as members about what NA is, what we do and what we don't do, our explanation can be simple and clear. When we are well versed in our traditions, we make it easier for others to respect our traditions and to respect us. When our group, mem um, when our group meets the curiosity of its neighbors, with a friendly curiosity about the world around us. Our communications can be more than one-way information delivery. We are always seeking ways to reach the addicts around us. And as we inform others about what NA is, we also find out more about how we can reach out. Most of all, when we foster goodwill with those around us, we make NA attractive and secure as part of the community. In our groups, Tradition 11 has more to do with how we carry the message than about our relationships to other organizations or at the level of press, radio, and films. In our group, we create an atmosphere of attraction. We remind one another to practice personal anonymity as well as keeping conf confidences, and we strive to welcome and inform anyone who is new or observing what NA is about. Um, yeah, 
when, when I'm approached with questions and, and even I've noticed like in my home group, you know, um, when we're talking about something and somebody comes up and asks us a question, it's like a group effort to answer questions sometimes. Um, Cause we, we all have a different aspect, a different perspective, but it's all holds true that like our simple message is that we carry the message to the addict who still suffers, you know, that any addict can get clean. Um, that's the message of NA and that's what we try to carry, you know, and, um, leading by rather than promotion is probably like one of the biggest things in, in here that, that I try it's just <laughs> to show people that, um, you too can get clean, that it's possible for anybody to get clean. And it says in, in our groups, tradition 11 has more to do with how we carry the message about our relationships to other organizations or the level of press radio and films in our group, we create an atmosphere of attraction. And, um, <clears throat> So what we've started to do is, you know, well, what's been going on is hugging people, man, showing them the love, showing them the love that they never got, man. That's that attraction piece is showing them that like, we're doing good. You know, we're, we're happy and like, man, we're working this program and everything's um, going to be okay as, as long as we stick together. Um, the personal anonymity thing, man, I am not good with that when it comes to like me personally, because like, I'm I'm out there about my my recovery and where I'm at and what I'm doing, but I I have this fine seat. I've noticed like we work in the same place, and he will not hug or say I love you like in public. And then once we were having a conversation, I'm like, bro, you really like protect your anonymity, man. And I was like, I respect it, man. Like I've never put him out there, man. I just remember him being like real standoffish when I went in to hug him, man. I was like, I love you, bro. What's up, man? He's like, whoa. <laughs> I respect it. I get, I get where you at. He's like, let's save that for the meetings, man. And I'm like, okay, dude, it's cool. But um, it, 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 it's about me finding a place where I can respect people's anonymity today. It's just because I'm out there with my recovery doesn't mean that everybody else is. And, um, and I'm okay with that. That's what it's about. But showing them that it's okay to live your life the way that you see fit, man. We we all have to protect ourselves from from the world, man, and it's okay. With that, I pass. Thanks, Deron. You got your hand up, Phil. Yeah, I'll be real quick. Wow, that that was good. Um, um, there's there's one thing that really comes uh in into my um my mind, and and then when when he was reading that, I I was thinking about um the goodwill of those around us. We make NA attractive and secure as part of our community. I'll never forget this. Um, we had our NA booth set up at one of the uh, fairs in one of the communities, and and where the uh, booth was set up, uh, it was it was around a, a lot of our members in the community, and uh, they did attend the fair. So, so with that, they had made the. Uh, announcement at, at the area different members could come by to man the booth and uh help with it and, and whatever because this is how um things go where just one person doesn't rep represent uh narcos and honest but i'll never forget this there was a booth that was near us um our booth and people were watching us uh, in our booth and um uh, this one woman, I'll never forget, before the event was over, she come over to uh, our booth 
And she says, she goes, she goes, uh, I really don't know what's going on over here, but I've been watching you people the whole time I've been here um, uh, from, 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 from my booth. And she goes, um, uh, you, you all seem so happy and, and bubbly. And, and she goes, um, uh, I looked up and down the street uh, the other things, and I didn't see anything that that like our booth looked like. And I thought, oh, okay. I thought, go go ahead and a, you know, um, you know, and she made it a point to do that. And um, that's all I got. Thanks, Phil. You got your hand up, Diane. I do. So my name's Diane, and I'm an addict. That's some good stuff, Phil. I love that. Um, this, uh, I went to a PR event, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And um, they had three members from the community. One was somebody representing, I think, a treatment center. One was a church where there's an NA meeting happening. And then there was a therapist who refers people to NA a lot. And my first thought was, uh-oh, what's going on here? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and um, they did a great job with working with them. The first one was this preacher, this pastor of the church. And what he said was he just got up and he said uh, how much he loved NA and how much he loved that they rent the church. And he talked about how happy we are and um what great people we are to work with and we have dances and we're just always happy and um you know and he just talked about how we're we're respectful and i thought i don't know who he's talking about but okay <laughs> you know i mean okay but he he just spoke so highly of narcotics anonymous and how they always clean up after themselves they pay their rent on time and uh, there was no preaching. There was none of that. And I thought, okay, okay, I can get through this. And so then the next one was the treatment center. And they spoke about how NA always has the doors open. They show up and give people rides to meetings and they're supportive. And, uh, and they talked about cooperating with NA. And then the therapist did absolutely the exact same thing that, uh, you know, and these were people from the community and they talked about cooperating with NA that were not affiliated, but they did a great job of demonstrating as community leaders what it's like to work with and cooperate with Narcotics Anonymous as a whole and to refer people there and how supportive we are of those community agencies as well. Um, so it was just really uh, an amazing experience really because I was a, a little um, hesitant about what you know what's going on here and uh, and it really they tied it in so well um, they talked about the tradition in the beginning uh, and that we work in uh, cooperation and not in affiliation uh, so it was turned out to be a great presentation I was really impressed with it and it just goes to show that when we're trustworthy and we're consistent and we have some recovery that the community will support us you know they'll 
refer people to NA because they do see us as a viable option for treating addiction. Um, so I really just was amazed at how well that turned out because it could have gone any different direction. Uh, none of them talked about their agencies uh, at all. They just spoke about who they are, where they work, and that was that. Uh, then they talked about their cooperation. So it was really a beautiful experience. Um, and so I was thinking that's what this may reminds me of is this is that was so exemplary of what Narcotics Anonymous really is, you know, that we can be good tenants in renting a room from a church or wherever, uh, that we are good, um, responsible members of society, you know, uh, so that's all I have. Thanks. Thanks, Diane. Um, my name is Will. I'm an addict. I feel like I'm always conflicting with people on here. I'm, I'm not. I don't disagree with anything anybody said. Just uh, I, uh, you know, my my. I don't want to say my area. My my inner circle area of my area. We just had a meeting this past weekend um, with some people that have been doing service in the area for a while because there's a lot of meetings that uh, just don't have steady service members or don't have people. Uh, like I have a, we have a Monday morning meeting that whoever shows up is opening the meeting for the time being, you know, it's so, um, uh, and we just kind of met as a, an area with the predecessors and see who, like who we can divide meetings up amongst, like make sure I'm going to be at this, make sure that, um, and while I agree, like th there's a lot of good stuff in here about how we should be, I just, um, I've seen people get real bent out of shape when things aren't the way they should be when reality is there's a lot of new people coming and that's okay. Okay. But I do hundred percent agree. If you walk into a room that has three or four solid home group members who are behaving as home group members should, um, as addicts, we kind of try to blend in wherever we go and they will fall in line. If you have a lot of chaos going on when people walk in the room then chaos kind of starts to ensue. So I do uh, agree that a, a solid, a group of members who do have some understanding of the traditions and what we're doing um, will go a long way to help that out. But I almost like, man, a little bit of chaos is probably wanted, right? Like I want new people to show up. I want people to be there that are a little, I had a guy in there with no shirt on Sunday night. He just rolled up in there with no shirt, chilling out, homeless gentleman, I believe, but he stayed for the meeting when I gave him a shirt. <laughs> You know, so, uh, but like, uh, you know, hey, man, next time I need you to have a shirt on, you know, but like it was, you know, there's there's, there's little things like that. I mean, we are kind of ground zero for for where the disease should show up. Right. Um, so we got to keep that in mind, too, because I see a lot of people get real. Oh, it's not working. This is well, this meeting's not working. Right. We're not doing anything. The people are showing up acting like you got to remember who we're asking to come. Um, but uh, having a solid relationship, I. So I'm the RD for Buckeye, and I'm thinking over the last year, I think I've gotten three or four emails from World where uh, facilities have reached out to them to see about getting a Narcotics Anonymous meeting started in their facility, and I've had to, you know, send that email to the closest area and things like that. But um, it is uh, kind of neat because I have a predecessor that's really important in my in my we that, uh, man, when he shares, he shares about when he first got here, like Narcotics Anonymous wasn't regarded as a, you know, a, a way to actually go get help. You know, it was something that was built up over time. And I, every time he shares that, man, like it just, it makes me like super sad. Like, like to think that that ever could have happened to somebody. Um, so blessed when I got here, I could go to a meeting every day and I could walk to one if I needed to, 
you know um so i don't have the experience of, of seeing that but like um most of my experience has been good we've had a couple uh trying to think like two churches we got in trouble with because some kids like were flooding the sinks in the bathroom or something like that like just running around you know just being kids that we weren't allowed to have kids there for a while and then you know um i know a couple i mean it is what it is the reality is like anyone can come to a narcotics anonymous meeting um, a couple of facilities, you know, where people were trying to meet people to get stuff at a meeting uh, and they had to stop coming for a while and things like that. But they've always bounced back, man. It's always been been a monitored thing where they come back and they're trying to come back. Um, I think that's all I have for right now. Diane, you still got your hand up or coming in again? Gotcha. I was coming right. back in. I was coming back in. Oh, gotcha. Um, when I first got clean, there was an area that has since folded, but this area had uh, a convention every year. And every year it seemed like they moved to a different hotel. And the last time I attended it, it was actually held at a rodeo fair, fairgrounds kind of thing. Because they had been so terrible at every hotel, they'd been kicked out of every hotel in that town. And yeah, it was, it was so, uh, it was shocking that they got kicked out of every hotel in their town. And like I said, that area eventually folded. Uh, it was, it was sad because that area really needed Narcotics Anonymous, but they just couldn't act right. Like, and so the last time they had the, a, a convention at a rodeo grounds, um, you had to find your own hotel. It was just, uh, you know, you get your own hotel. We'll have all the speakers here and workshops and, and that's that. There was no host hotel or anything. It was just wild. It was sad because it really gave Narcotics Anonymous a black eye. So we can definitely act badly, you know, um, and really ruin some community relationships. So you know, yes, newcomers can do that, but I've seen old timers act out too. So, and I may have been one of those. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, I just had to share that because it still breaks my heart when I think about it. Thank you, Diane. We got no more comments on that section. I have uh, Phil taking this off with the last couple paragraphs here. Okay, we don't tell people how to share, but we create an atmosphere of recovery, a group format and a group conscience that makes room for all to feel welcome, share honestly, and find hope in Narcotics Anonymous. A safe, secure atmosphere of recovery is attractive. We all are responsible to ensure that addicts feel welcome and have the opportunity to experience Narcotics Anonymous. Before we got clean, many of us were accustomed to seeing others as a means of getting something. It can take some of us a while to regard each other with respect and care in our groups we come to understand one another's humanity. When a group ensures that a newcomer is approached by members who are trustworthy and concerned, we protect the addict and the fellowship. 
carrying the message is an act of faith and courage. There is a balance between not promoting NA for ourselves and carrying a message of hope. We allow our experience to speak for itself and trust that others will hear what they need. We don't sell recovery like a used car. Our job is carrying the message is not to present a sales pitch uh, to, uh, to share experience, strength, and hope. We make NA available to all members. We cannot force recovery on anyone, no matter how badly we want recovery for them. And we don't need to make false promises or guarantees to be attractive. Our message of hope is strong and true. We don't need to promote NA in order to share a powerful message. We share our experience and trust others to find what they need. Wow, that was deep. And, um, you know, um, they probably wrote that up, all that in there for me. The only thing I don't see is, is my name uh, in there. Um, I have wound a lot of things back and, uh, yeah, to, um, probably at one time, uh, I, I was probably doing the sell pitches for, um, and, and a, and, and, uh, I was probably on, and I know, um, I still have passion for our, our, our program and that there too, but, uh, I wound a lot of things back, um, uh, to sell it, to promote it. Uh, probably at, at one time I, I know, uh, I was very rambunctious about the program, but with sponsorship, step work, and just being in service and and with our um, traditions and uh, tradition studies and that concepts and just with the program and, and things like that, uh, um, it is a message to uh, carry and 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 not a sales pitch. No, no matter what. Uh, uh, how passionate I may be for for the program and and wanting uh, uh, people to uh, to have it and get it and things like that, but uh, but but still, it's probably still an area uh, to constantly work in, you know that um, uh, you know being human, like like it talks about, um, I probably can have emotions and things and uh. Um, different uh, things that just happen in our our fellowship um, uh, give us give us like the literature talks about those um, um, jarring things that uh, that happen to us you know with um, with us you know it's just our, our fellowship with with addicts uh, but carrying the message is an act of faith and courage you know and um uh, uh, there is a balance between not uh, promoting NA, and then I like how it has per, per parentheses for ourselves. You know, um, um, yeah, yeah. I need to um, remember. Uh, NA can, uh, like it says, it can. Um, it's powerful the way it is with our message, and and um, and just have that trust in uh, others and things that they can uh, get it. Um, yeah, our atmosphere of recovery, um, it, it needs to be attractive, you know, and uh, I'm one of the concerned members, too, in our fellowship. Uh, 
uh, am I an atmosphere of recovery? You know, I need to be that atmosphere of recovery, no matter what um, is is going on. But uh, but in the home groups and things like that, yeah, yeah, try to make things uh, safe and and um, make our our members and things want to come back and and welcome welcoming and and all that other good stuff. That's all I got. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Phil. I got Des up next and then Deron following her. Yeah, it is a, a bunch of awesome stuff. That's for sure. I love this line that says we don't sell recovery like a used car. <laughs> I think that's so cool. That, that should be the next slogan. We should put that up in meetings, I think. Um, and I'm really grateful that this talks about how we don't tell people how to share. and We want the atmosphere to be attractive. And um, I've been around a little while. So I think there's been times when, um, like if somebody says they're not, if they use a word other than clean and somebody corrects them in the meeting and I'm like, uh, and I, it's kind of cringy, right? It's like cringy. It's a cringy thing we do. And um, so I have, I've never done that because I knew it would make somebody uncomfortable, but I've seen people do that. And when that's happened, I've always taken that person aside as soon as I could get them aside and say, hey, man, this is why they said that the terminology in NA gets a little weird sometimes. And, you know, you gotta respect your room or not, but whatever you do, just stay clean and keep coming back. And I like that this reading talks about it a little bit. It talks about, you know, making sure that the newcomer is comfortable, making sure that they're OK. And um, just just like about a couple months ago there was a newcomer in one of the meetings I go to and they would literally read their journal every day, every day they came to every, not every day. It wasn't an everyday meeting, but every time they came, they would read their, Oh, today I'm going to read this out of my journal. And it was a little bit like, eh, is, she gonna, is that person going to keep doing that? Cause that's, it's making everybody feel weird. Cause it wasn't like a share, but it was what they were comfortable sharing. And, um, and I just kind of talked to them on, on my own with, you know, with care. And I said, and talked about authenticity and things that happen in a share. And then um, even, and, and today they just share from the heart. And it's really beautiful to see that. Now, what, what could have happened if somebody would have said, oh, oh, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't read things from our journals here. You know, you can't do that. That person might have left, you know, they might have left and not made it back. And, um, and now they're like a really solid member in that group and, and really cool. And, and, uh, so that was nice to watch. And I think about when I first got clean, you know, a lot of this stuff, when I, when I think about, um, traditions for me, I'm really grateful that I had such a solid foundation of people around me. I mean, there was some squirrely shit going on. Of course there always is. Right. But there was solid stuff going on too. And, my higher power allowed me to notice the solid things that were happening, the, the good things that were good for me and not focus on the, the things that were not good for me. And, um, and I remember those people and I remember them, you know, kind of encouraging me on just, first of all, sharing in a meeting, reading a reading in a meeting, you know, raising my hand. We want to hear you. It's important. You know, those sort of things, instead of like, I'm sure that somebody, if you're doing a literature study, somebody who's read the book 50 times and knows the literature is going to sound more, more familiar than somebody who's just reading it for the first time. But 
the whole point of a literature study is to help somebody else experience the literature, you know, for the first time or encourage them to make it attractive. And I think all of NA is like that, you know, like, like what makes it the most attractive for everybody sitting in this meeting? And um, I think that's really important. So I'm glad that there's a couple, um, a couple nice paragraphs in here. And, and the other, the last thing I want to talk about is it says, um, when a group ensures, so when the group ensures that a newcomer is approached by members who are trustworthy and concerned. So we've had some, I've experienced some, um, uh, I'm going to use the word again, some cringy behavior in NA. And, and I've, I've been involved with people who have said, who I've had to say, hey, when that person's talking to that newcomer, um, can you go and surround them and lead them away and let that newcomer get to know people who don't have strange motives? Because that happens, right? And I, it's even gone so far that the, the person who was directed in a different direction away from the newcomer found out that I was the person who was directing them and confronted me about it. And, and luckily I was able to say, yeah, I do it again. And if I was creepy like that, I hope somebody would stop me because this doesn't help you and it doesn't help them. And that's not what we're here for. We're not here to pick people up. We're not here to get a date. I'm not here to find the cutest boy that just walked in that I can manipulate and con. You know, that's not what I come to NA for. I come here because my life was shit and I, I was given another chance at life. And I come here, you know, for that daily reprieve from using and, and reminding other people that if I could do it, if this, you know, garbage can eating junkie could get clean, you know, I was a, I dumpster dove from my food and bought drugs from the money I stole from you. If I could get clean, then they can get clean too. And they have a, they certainly deserve to be here to hear that message. So, um, yeah. So I love, I love these paragraphs because it talks about the group and the newcomer and what we do as a group, which is vitally important, I think. So that's all I have. Thanks. Thanks, Des. I got Deron up next. I love the way that this starts out. It, it, I'm, and I'm in agreement with Des. Like, I love these paragraphs right here. But the way it starts out, we don't tell people how to share, but we create an atmosphere of recovery. A group for, it's like a freedom to grow. Like, we're, we, we allow people to come in here and, and a freedom to grow and, and to learn the, the program of Narcotics Anonymous for themselves. I was just having a conversation about that the other day, how, like, it's sad that, like, in in my area, in a lot of different areas I've been to, but, like, you know, we have the sing-along. I call it the sing-along. Like, we're reading the readings, and people are, like, chanting, and, and that's, like, but people don't really understand what they're saying, and it breaks my heart because they don't take the time to really get into the literature, and, and it literally hurts me so much because I'm, like, it's so much deeper than what you're getting out of it right now. Like, you're you're just, like, you're like not even scratching the surface. That's like a teaser to what's really in there. Like get to the meat and potatoes. Um, but we allow people to come in here and 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 gain knowledge of the program for themselves. And 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 all we can do is be an example of like um what works or how it works or um you know or um how we got into the literature, how we're recovering, you know, and 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 be that example. And that that's what uh, um what I've seen. And uh, we are responsible to ensure that addicts feel welcome and have the opportunity to experience Narcotics Anonymous. 
Like, I'm so blessed that when I came into Narcotics Anonymous the first time around, that I was greeted with the hugs that I got greeted with and that I was awarded, awarded the opportunity to see what this program had to offer because I would have never came back if it wasn't for that first impression that I got, that first hug, that first love, that first, here goes a basic text if you don't have one. You know, I got my basic text from a guy, God rest his soul, he passed away, but he gave it to me and he wasn't even clean. And he's the one that took me to a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. He wasn't even clean. He just said, hey, I think you could benefit from this. And I appreciate that because that man took me to that meeting and showed me love. He showed me that, hey, this works for millions of people. And it made me feel comfortable and welcome, man. And um, And I love this part. When a group ensures that a newcomer is approached by members who are trustworthy and concerned, we protect the addict and the fellowship. I, and that's why I hug everybody at the meeting. And I make sure that, like, I have a couple of people that come around with me and we just mm. welcome everyone. And and it's a, group, it's a group of people that I trust. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just, like, every Joe Schmo that comes in the room. Like, it's just, like, we have a trusted core that make people feel invited, that make people feel welcome, that make them feel protected, that they know that they're not going to get preyed upon or whatever we know you know of things that shouldn't be happening in the meetings stuff that we're not there for because stuff that i don't i'm there to get my get my spirit fed that's what i'm there for everything else is like irrelevant to me i don't care about nothing else um and i really love this piece right here carrying the message is an act of faith and courage it's that like that right there hits so different right now because it really is man like i have faith in this process and I have the courage to talk about it in, in an open format to people that are seeking the same thing, no matter how stupid I may sound or think I may sound, it's just my opinion of myself sometimes, but I may be saying something that, that may benefit somebody else. And while I'm benefiting other people in the fellowship, I'm benefiting myself as well because I'm getting out my feelings. And that's what this process is really taught. That is what my understanding of this process is, is while I'm, Helping others heal, I'm getting the heal. And that's the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is to me. With that, I pass. Well, addict, I wasn't going to comment because I couldn't think of any nice way to say some of this, but then I just decided I wasn't going to say it nicely. Um, So, like, the yeah, when a group ensures that newcomers approached by members who are trustworthy and concerned, we protect the addict and the fellowship. Um. Yeah, there's some wolves in the room, man. There's some wolves, and it's listen. Not everybody responds to some nice, kind, gentle uh, nudging. All right, so like I, I, I have flat out pulled people aside. Like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, you're not to be talking to that newcomer. You know, you're not supposed to be talking to these females in here like that. And if if you don't listen to the first couple of gentle nudgings, like it's out loud. Like, bro, what are you doing? Why, why are you picking up white key tag girl? Like, trying to give her your phone number. Hey, if you need a ride, call me. Like. I'll call that shit out on the floor. I don't have no problem with it whatsoever, especially if it's a man. Um, and especially if it's anybody in my sponsorship family, like you're, you're and I've shared about this on a number of times. I know some people in different areas do different things. Like where I'm from, we don't sponsor women. Um, and when like one of my dudes tried to sponsor a woman, I pulled him back from my side, you know, I love you to death and you know, you're always going to be my dude, but what the fuck are you doing right now? Like what is going on? And like, just to be like clear in my area, there's no shortage of women to help this woman out. Okay, it, it's not like uh, 
hey, we have to because we have to. Um, and we had a guy that used to show up with a suitcase full of candy. We just open it up on the table, and then like all the the rehab girls would show up, and then I'll come over and get some candy and fucking. It was a big production, and we're like, bro, you got knocked that shit. That's weird. That's fucking weird, right? And like you say, you if you don't say that shit, people that don't get it don't get it. All right, you're not gonna just gently like, hey man, maybe you should. Oh yeah, sure, okay. My bro, that's fucking weird ass behavior, and you need to knock that shit off. Okay. Um, <laughs> he was like famous from towns over. They're like, oh, I went to a meeting in your area. There's some guy handing out suckers to me. It was fucking weird. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got that guy. You know, like so, like it, it's, I don't know. Some, it's always nice to talk about the traditions and how we gently get along all the time. But I mean, sometimes you just gotta check the fuck out of somebody because they need it. They did it to me. Um, some lessons get learned the hard way. You know, it just uh. Not to disrupt the meeting or anything, but like we come from a pretty close knit tribe out here. Like it's okay to just pull somebody aside and be like, bro, we have talked about this time and time again. We had a Tuesday group out here where it's part of their format. When they read the format, it was and if you were being approached by anybody inappropriately, please get with one of these home group members after the meeting. Home group members, please raise your hand. If you need walk to your car, please get with that. Like it's it's gotten to that point. Um, and you know, it needs to be called out because my man. Things like that is breeding silence. If you, if you just try to try to brush that off, like it just grows, and the people that are are like acting the right way don't want to come anymore. Um, so, like in my experience, and that that is a big PR thing for me, I guess. I I really didn't have much to say tonight because I've never really been involved with too much PR, um, and I don't really talk about Narcotics Anonymous outside of narcotics. If people ask me anything about my recovery, I just blanket as a twelve step program. Um, and if people ask, you know, how I got clean, I I. I always tell everybody, man, you get the 12 steps in God, you're probably going to be all right because I know this isn't the fit for everybody. Um, some other stuff that was talked on earlier, uh, saying the wrong language that I was taught how to share. It says in here, we don't tell people how to share. I was directly taught how to share. Oh, this, you, you keep it 30 seconds to a minute, minute and a half. You tell them how you're doing, you share your experience and you say, thank you. And you pass. If you don't know what the hell you're talking about, you, we don't talk about just whatever you want in here. Like it was very, very, very rigid. And like, I can see like the, maybe the, the concept to not do that, but I can also tell you it worked really well for me. So, um, oh, gotcha. Sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was taught how to share and I was taught, you know, like how to share my experience versus sharing my opinion and things like that. Like I, my sponsorship family was really tight like that. Like we met after meetings, we met a lot. Um, and then it was. I will say this, I was given the, the area to make mistakes, but I, I was corrected and I was corrected pretty straightforward. It wasn't, wasn't beating around the bush. Um, but that is all I have. Hey, Des. Hey, I'll jump in. Um, again, I, I just wanted to say off of what Will was sharing, um, we have some meetings in my own area where, um, you know how like people get a key tag and people give them a hug and that's cool, right? But there's a couple meetings where they say women hug women and men hug men because of that very behavior and they've had to say it right in the meetings. And um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that people have, have noticed that and said that, you know? Um, but at the same time, anybody who's in a meeting and doesn't feel comfortable, you know, if you're listening to the podcast right now and you're feeling like somebody's approaching you, 
you can always say no, no, thank you, walk away. You know, it's hard. It's it's hard and it's uncomfortable, but um, you know, it's okay to have to practice those boundaries too. You know, I I had to learn that when I first got clean, there was a a guy who would inappropriately hug me every time he hugged me, and I won't go into details because it was kind of gross. And finally, you know, after like four times he did it, and I said, and I as he was hugging me, I said. I swore in his ear and I said, don't effing come near me. You need to back off. And he was like, and he jumped up and he looked at me and I was like, dude, you're gross. I don't like it. And, and other people in the meeting were like, uh, Des, what's going on? And I said, he's gross. He's hugging me grossly. I feel uncomfortable with it. And I'm not, and I didn't come from a hugging place. I didn't come from a place that hug. I didn't come from a safe hugs or friendliness, you know? So, um, so I was grateful that I was able to say that, but I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what happened from there. So I'm always like, really, I always want the newcomer to know that you don't have to hug in NA. I know we say that we hug everybody and we love everybody, but not everybody who gets clean is okay hugging. It took me a while. It took me a long time to be okay with it. And, um, and that's okay too, you know? So, yeah. So that's all. I just wanted to jump in and say that. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Des. Hi, Ms. Donna. Hey, guys. So uh, Will and I got clean in very different areas. And what I one of the things I really believe is that, and I'm so grateful for, is that we get what we need, right? That's what Will needed, right? And I got something else because that's what I needed. And, um, and I'm, and you know, uh, who, who said it earlier is like, there's no, oh, it was the place I was. There weren't any wrong, it wasn't any wrong way except to, to not let people share, right? And, um, you know, we talk all day about the newcomer being the most important person in the meeting and then shut them down, you know, and, and, uh, tell, and, and you're new for a long time. You're not new just because you walked in the door, right? And, um, and uh, I don't, and maybe people tried, but I don't remember ever anybody ever telling me what to say or not say in a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. We were, it was 1985, the third edition had just come out. Um, there were, you know, that's where the whole addict alcoholic um, big controversies were happening. There were lots of screaming going on in meetings if you introduced yourself that way, or what was it? People say, you say they were bisexual or some bullshit like that. Anyway, anyway, uh, uh, um, and there was, oh gosh, you know, fistfights kind of crap, right? And uh, who gets clean with that kind of drama, right? But, you know, there's some of us just sucked it up, right? It's like, ooh, you know, but like one time somebody, you know, said like, we don't say that here. And, that, and then they never had to say that to me again, right? And, um, and I got clean in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. I got clean in an area where they said, you just keep coming back no matter what. I got clean someplace where they just said, we're going to love you until you can love yourself. You know, and and um, I didn't have a lot of the, you know, ugly kinds of behaviors that sometimes people come in with, but I was, I was anxious and I was angry and I had things to say. And I have something else to tell you guys. The six of us sitting here on this podcast I have something to tell you there were people that told me there were things I was not supposed to say in meetings of Narcotics Anonymous 
and they are no longer here and I still am. We don't tell people what they can and cannot share in a meeting on a Connie Synonymous for a reason. Those secrets, you know, they belong someplace else. You know, I mean, keeping secrets belongs someplace. Secrets kill us. Secrets kill us. Now, I'm not saying if you were a child molester to come into a meeting on Narcotics Anonymous and start talking about that shit, that's a bad idea, right? But but people need to be allowed to come because we don't own recovery. We don't own recovery. And, um, you know, uh, there were things that were told to me when I was early recovery that I don't say to the women I sponsor. We all learn and grow. The fellowship has learned and grown, right? And um, and and these books certainly weren't out then. I was thinking today. I was listening to um, somebody talk on the on the anonymous podcast about something, and uh, oh, the people are just with you know six, seven, eight years clean, talking really with a lot of intelligence and um, authority about the traditions. I and the reason they can do that is because of this of the working guide. The step working guide, the traditions working stuff that's out right now. They can speak to those things in a way that I couldn't speak to until I'm 25 years clean, right? So um, those of us who are clean today are more fortunate. We have more information, right? And um, and uh, and if you are a scandalous motherfucker still coming to our meetings. Hitting on newcomers, selling drugs, whatever you're doing, you come and sit right down by me. Come and sit right down by me because you're welcome in these rooms, right? But doesn't mean your behavior is not going to get checked. Doesn't mean that the people of Narcotics Anonymous aren't going to stand up for each other. We're going to protect each other. I have physically put myself between a predator and a newcomer more than once. And I'm sure I'm going to do it again. That's your crusty old timer tonight. Old timer talk. <laughs> Rump, thank you so much. That was incredible. Uh, I don't have anything to add. That was amazing. Um, I think that's where we're going to get wrapped up tonight, folks. Uh, please join us back next week where we'll be kicking off the uh, in-service portion of Tradition 11. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.